delicious. Look at me being a special little snowflake recording, dare I say, two episodes of the Two Drink Tim podcast in a row. Now, I'm not going to set the bar any higher than the bottom of the floor, but let's just congratulate ourselves on being able to successfully sit down in front of a computer and talk aimlessly for 30 minutes at a time. Not once, but twice, ladies and gentlemen. I'll hold for your applause. Keep it going. Keep it going. Don't don't care what the other people uh, in the other cars are thinking while you're just driving, clapping, you know? So if you're in the middle of a police ticket, be like, I'm clapping my way out of this ticket, Lord. Doing this. What's up, family? Good to see you. Virtually, of course, because you can't see me. It's a good thing you can't because, uh, yeah, I'm not wearing much clothes right now. And I don't want to paint a sexy photo to get any of you guys that aren't currently getting tased from clapping your way out of a ticket to get in a car accident. It's good to be with you. Good to be hanging out. Uh, thanks so much for those of you guys who uh, reached out, made some comments about the last episode, uh, agreed with 99% of them. Uh, I thought it was interesting. People were like, oh man, it's great to have you back. Sound like you're out of practice. It was like, yeah, there's a reason for that I was out of practice. So yes, you are correct in your observation of the... Um, given the obvious there you go the observation of the obvious what's not so awesome is uh, or obvious is that uh yeah in a good mood getting ready to get started exciting week ahead uh got some big changes going on uh that we're trying to kind of navigate the waters through and figure that stuff out and like always i figured what the hell i'll uh, i'll share a little bit more about that this week because i didn't exactly do it last week because of the pre-game uh speaking of uh, pre-gaming today's pre-game alcoholic beverage is uh not your father's root beer now look i don't consider myself a man Okay, because I don't drink regular beer because it tastes like, well, regular beer. But my wife uh, found this. It's called, uh, again, not your father's root beer. It's alcoholic root beer that tastes exactly like root beer. So you can be a woman and get drunk like the other men all at the same time. So I'm probably supposed to sit down to pee every time uh, from here on out because of how much I love this stuff. But I will tell you for a girly man like myself who, you know, wants a little pink umbrella instead of a stuffed cold Miller piss beer light, right? It's quite tasty. Tastes delicious. Popped it in the old Yeti uh, cooler. By the way, if you've not splurged on a Yeti, uh, I actually am going to recommend a uh, rival company called Arctic. R-T-I-C. They are basically, I think they're a Yeti knockoff. They're, they're exactly the same except they're half price. Um I'm going to recommend these highly. We went to our corporate retreat in Mexico. Uh, we took these uh, with us, and we got, like, frozen drinks, and they lasted all day in the Mexican sun. So it was really awesome. Uh, probably helped that we had a cabana boy holding a towel over them at all times because, you know, for an extra dollar a day, it's kind of worth it. Kidding. Didn't pay him, right? It's all-inclusive, bitches. What am I tipping for? Your tip was included when I made my reservation. It's actually not true, by the way. And if you ever want to get great service at those, yeah. Throw $5, $10, or do what we like to do. Throw $20 at your server the first day and let them know you're going to be back tomorrow and that you need four chairs. You'll never want for anything. Yeah, be be a good time ahead for sure. So, anyway, where was I? Oh, yes, the Arctic Coolers. Uh, keep your drinks cool if you're a hot uh, drink drinker, which I'm not. Coffee. 
Uh, it keeps it hot for hours. My wife loves them. Uh, you'll love them. They're not an official sponsor, uh, but you should grab yourself one. I think I paid like 22, 24 bucks on Amazon. Well worth the money to keep my alcoholic beverages toasty, toasty, toasty cold. All right, so business update. Let's do that. Um, first quarter's done, obviously, of 2016. Good quarter. Uh, had our two big product launches for the year. Uh, both went very, very well. Um, learned a lot of lessons from both of them that I will uh, do my best to share down the road on a podcast. I don't know. Like, I try to mix the life and the business stuff with you guys because some people, it's like the business stuff. They're like, oh, here, let me veer off into this uh, tree. You know, let me just take the brakes out of my vehicle and just head straight on there. And some of you guys are here for that. Some of you guys are here for the lifestyle stuff, like talk me talking about how I managed to get to hang out with Uncle Lucius and Grady Spencer here in Lubbock, Texas, all within the same 24 hours. Pretty awesome. I'll tell you about that in a second. So business going well. Um, really have three divisions of the company. That's the way I'll say it. So we got the e-com business up, down, up, down, up, down. Well, Tim, what's causing up, down? Well, see, we're still at the preliminary stages where, because I don't want to import, right? I don't want to be a drop shipper. Like when I took my college aptitude test, they didn't say, you know, warehouse manager. Like that just doesn't appeal to me. And I, I can't, as, as we're going to get into today, I can't seem to manage people well. So uh, the thought of having a warehouse full of people that I would, one, have to manage, and two, probably generally fear for my life because, you know, let's be honest, if you work in a warehouse, you like working in a warehouse. Or maybe that's the only option you got. Okay, don't get mad at me. Get mad at statistics. Okay, just get mad at math, not me. Thank you. Anyway. So we find these hit products in our niche. They're awesome. They're amazing. We're selling a ton of them. Suddenly they disappear like a cupcake around a fat kid or like last night with the ice cream cake. Delicious. So we had struggles with that, uh, and that really sucks because you find a product, you go up, you go down, and basically to a point where it's like we're going to have to start developing some hard numbers in our business and say, like, for instance, after 100 orders of this product, we're going to buy quantity X of it and have it shipped over to a fulfillment place because I'm not doing that. I'm not stuffing envelopes like I could, right? There's a lot of things I could do. You know, like if my toilet, you know, overflowed, I could probably stick my hand down there and unclog it. Yeah, I could do that, or I could pay someone else to do that. And for me, that's not my highest value work. It's not stuff I enjoy. I would, like, purposely fuck people's orders up, right? I'd be like, I don't know why you got a photo of my penis with your necklace, ma'am. It's a special added benefit. It was a two-for-one sale. You didn't have to pay for it. It was free. Maybe that's why the econ business isn't going so well. The penis photos. Damn it. Just thought about that. Oh, well. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, note number one, going to definitely get rid of the uh, penis photos. Great. So up, down, up, down, up, down uh, on top of staff uh, upheaval uh, and people moving on and stuff like that. It's just been uh, a pain in the butt. I still want to get into it. Um, I honestly don't know if we're going to stick with this niche. I like the niche. Actually, let me rephrase that. I don't know if we're going to stick with this niche because I could give a shit about the niche. I like the money the niche makes. I could care less about the niche. Right? It's not something I'm passionate about. But yeah, I don't know if I really have a niche I'd be passionate about or one that would be lucrative. You know, And I am passionate about learning new things and messing stuff up so I can come bear my soul here for free on the podcast or you know, in our uh, Simple Little Business Insiders group. So, um, yeah. 
So that's that. So Ecom going, yeah. Uh, so publishing stuff, still rocking and rolling. Still getting a check every month from Amazon. I love it. I got to say, it's work. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? Um, and you got to have a little bit of a following or be able to build one. But, you know, I, I mean, I haven't touched my books in quite some time, and I'm still getting a few hundred dollars every month for the books that I published. And, you know, that may not sound like a lot, and, you know, it's not, but it pays a car payment, and I do exactly nothing each and every month to make that money, so I'm pretty happy with it. I could go back into it, but again, staffing issues. And really, the self-publishing thing, there's two reasons why I'm eh on it, right? One is the business itself, and two is the teaching of the business. So let's cover the business of itself. Uh, the business itself has changed. Amazon's, especially with their KDP program, used to be you got paid. If they read 10% of the book, you got a percentage of that, okay? Now it's like it, it, they read per page or they pay you per page. It's like half a penny per page read. Well, you know, because you've bought a book, right? Every book that you buy does, <laughs> does not get read. And, you know, you may buy a book at three, four pages into it get distracted never come back to it well that's not my fault you didn't read the book right the chef serves the meal it's not my fault if you don't consume it right you still got to pay for it um so that's that's happened on that end the other thing i didn't like to be honest with you was that uh well two two other things um one, let's talk about haters. I, I don't mind haters, right? Um, but Amazon will let anybody publish anything on there as a one-star review for whatever reason. Like my number one review of a book, uh, the creativity checklist is, oh, this guy's a scam artist, you know, and the thing is like how to make a million dollars. And even though I have screenshots and like, you know, verifiable, like this is my accountant, he will verify these numbers are correct and not made up of seven figures earnings, like, you know. He just that guy just doesn't care. Well, Amazon doesn't really care either because they don't want to stifle the voice of people. Got it. Cool. Uh, the other thing that really surprised me about haters wasn't those people. That's fine. I've met morons before. I'll meet them again, right? Uh, it was people on my own list, like some real nut huggers on my own list that were like, uh, he got all these reviews by emailing his list and asking them to buy it and leave a review. It's like, yeah, that's called marketing, motherfucker. I, I'm good at what I do. He used his, he leveraged his, you know, his list, his name, his notoriety, whatever, to get on the Amazon bestseller list. Oh my God! You mean like every other person in the history of the world would be an idiot not to do? But that just really surprised me. Like, you know, I'm used to getting uh, taken on from the front. I got no problem fighting you face to face. But when you pull a bitch move, right, and you stab me in the back. Right? In between just taking on mounds and mounds of dudes and giant horse cocks in your face. That's just how I imagine these haters live. Like, in between just blah, 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 blah sessions, right? They went over, they mouth-breathed their password into their track phone. They moose-knuckled their Amazon review. Totally miswritten and misspelled. I know like, L-I-K-K-E. You were just a you. You're like, what? What? Did a millennial write this? Like, did, did a four-year-old get a hold of your phone while you were doing this? What's going on? But that sucks, right? Um, and uh, so that happens. And then the the last thing I didn't like is the devaluing of information. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, books are amazing credibility builders. They're amazing branding tools. Okay, guys like Russell Brunson, uh, Jeff Walker. I mean, all the big gurus are releasing books to do this, right? But they're all doing it because they have a, a long-term funnel and a flow and, and, you know, they don't mind giving away their best information because they're going to resell it to you in audio, video, one-on-one -on -one group uh, mentorship opportunities. They don't have a problem with that, right? Uh, my thing is... I don't want to devalue. It's not that I don't want to devalue the information. I don't want people thinking they're going to get the best of me for 99 cents to 2.99. 
Okay, because that's a hell of an ascension model, right? The whole thing about the book is they're supposed to get to know, like, and trust you. And as a result, you know, take you up on a big ticket offer. Well, I don't have the funnels dialed in for that. That's one thing, okay? Uh, and two, like, yeah, no, I just don't... Okay, maybe one day, but just not right now. So I have a lot of um, different ideas. I've got a lot of things I'm going to be testing. We're testing a new publishing uh, model where it's our own content, um, and that's all I can really share on that right now. But if it works, I'll let you know, and if it doesn't work, you for sure as fuck know. Uh, but that's what's going on with self-publishing. It's kind of in uh, neutral, um, but still bringing us cash, cash, cash. And, of course, we've got our teaching business, the IM Biz. Um, you know, and that's going amazingly well. We just had our uh, biggest promotion ever. And, uh, you know, I mean, for all the stuff I'm about to bitch about, life is pretty damn good. You know, anytime that you're laying in bed and you're griping because you're like, I don't want to have to go to Mexico. I don't want to have to go to Florida again. Uh, you know, like that's if that's your first world problems, like life is pretty good. You got it. Uh, you got it pretty locked in. And I definitely am aware of that. Um, the one thing I don't have locked in and one thing that has been a constant aggravation uh, all over my body, particularly in my anus, is fucking staffing, folks. Good Lord, I have. I feel like I have tried it all. Let me let me just run down what we've tried. Okay, I've tried hire overseas one-off person, so hire a Filipino. Okay, just keep it simple. I've hired U.S. individuals. I've hired U.S. agencies. I've hired uh, overseas agencies. Let me tell you how those went. Okay, uh, first the Filipino one did not go well because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? I and this was one of the first mistakes I made. I just was like, oh, they're so cheap. They're so cheap. I'll keep them around. Or they're so cheap. Like I can waste their time. Not really waste their time, but like not worry about them them wasting time um, because they're only three dollars, four dollars, five dollars an hour. And while that is true, it adds up. But what really adds up is the time because now they're with you three months, six months, nine months, whatever. Um, the other big mistake I made uh, with Filipinos and really with a lot of staff is just trying to make them a jack of all trades. Like, I, I would love to find one person that can do it all. Sadly, I haven't found that person, including myself, by the way. I'm not being like, I can do it all. I don't understand how they can't. There are definitely times when I scratch my head and I'm like, how do, how, um, how are you still breathing? Like, what, how does this miracle of modern nature happen? I've, I've definitely had that, that thought. Um, but I'm definitely not a, well, I can do it all, you can do it all. Uh, but I, in the beginning, I just thought, like, well, yeah, this person will surely be able to answer customer emails, set up a web page, you know, transcribe something for me. Like, why not? I'm paying you the grand sum of, like, $3 American. So, yeah. Um, so that clearly didn't go well. So then after that, I was like, all right, well, I know my problem. I'm not hiring people overseas anymore. I'm going to hire people in the States. And I did. And my first uh, assistant, female, um, majority of my hires have been female, by the way, was a wonderful person that had a lot of personal issues she needed to deal with. And I hired her because I wanted to rescue her, not because she was a good employee. If I'm just being 100% honest, like I hired her because I knew immediately by hiring her, uh, I could better her life position. And that meant more to me than her being qualified for the job. Because I get value of myself by providing value to other people. It's kind of fucked up. That's why I'm in therapy. So I'm working on that. So if you just kind of went like, ooh, like, yeah, I got it. I'm working on it. We're much better off. I'm talking about the past. This is several years ago. I got this one figured out. 
uh, or at least identified. How about that? But it's just like, you know, without going too deep, the long and short of it is there are times when I don't feel like I have any other value to provide than what I can do for other people. It's like, well, you, no one would want to be friends with Tim Castleman just to be friends with Tim Castleman. There's got to be an alternative reason. And if you're on the fence of uh, Tim Castleman being a friend or not, like, let me give you the 30-second infomercial. Like, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do that. Instead of just being like, hey, how you doing? I'm Tim. Kind of cool. Got a tiny penis, but a big heart. It's on my, all my business cards, by the way, from now on. Tiny penis, big heart. Hashtag YOLO. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I hired the wrong person because I wanted to rescue her and I wanted to get her out of that shitty situation. And I like to think that we helped a little bit. And uh, that was, uh, you know, did not did not go well because, you know, every staff meeting we were having to put her back together and then, you know, broken, man, that's just... I hold no ill will. I feel like I've spoken ill at times of that person in that situation uh, through immaturity. But as I get a little older and try to be a little a little more empathetic, um, I'm like, ooh, hey, yeah, not her fault. Easy tiger, not her fault. So uh, after that experience, um, then I actually got recommended uh, my next assistant that was U.S. And that is the wonderful and talented and amazing Paula Steen. Oh, and Paula and I have been OG since day one. Uh, what I liked about Paula was that she immediately got me, and she was a mom. That's what I loved about Paula, because she was like, I'm basically taking care of an adult man-child. We're going to just keep the little bumper rails up here, um, you know, on the uh, the bowling thing. He won't go in the gutter. We'll just bounce him off of one thing to the next. And uh, I hired her. I think she started off part-time and then went quickly went full-time when I uh, had a business partnership. And really the reason I love Paula so much is just the fact that when that partnership was dissolving, you know, she had the choice uh, of, you know, do you want to go stay with mom or do you want to go stay with dad uh, type thing. And I'll, for the purpose of this example, I'll be dad. Uh, and she was like, I want to go stay with dad. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's my kid. Um, so... A lot of loyalty there, you know, and I'm just a loyal guy. I, um, I know that may not come across, but I am. I just like, uh, like, I'm, I'm not hiring Paula. I'm hiring Paula's whole family. So if I can't provide, then that makes me feel terrible. And one of the one of the things that, that I struggle with, and this is something that you know is an evolution for me, is like, like how much do you pay? It's like I would love to be super generous. I would love to be amazing, but you know. I take a very small salary out of the business. Um, you know, actual cash disbursements are, you know, way, way middle class. Way, 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 way middle class. So it's not like I'm like, you know, taking every um, every dollar and snorting it up my nose, although that would be fun. But I'd be real ass skinny. I'll tell you that right now. Like, hey, what happened to you, Tim? Like, it's the cocaine diet. What you do is you go out, you get a kilo of cocaine, and you're either dead or skinny by the end of it. Good luck. There's a 50-50 chance of success. I'm 114 pounds. You can actually count my ribs. Those aren't six-pack abs. Those are my ribs. And, yes, that is my heart beating out of my chest. And the oxygen mask is where my nose used to be. But look at those deltoids right there. Yeah, if you try to have sex with me, my bones are going to break. Did not know that about cocaine, but it just uh, hollows you out on the inside. And uh, I'm in love with the cocoa. Okay. Not true, by the way. Not true. 
so yes, uh, so Apollo, it was awesome. The the deal where things kind of went uh, wrong, not wrong, but things changed for Apollo and I were, were twofold. One, um, I just didn't pay enough because I'm so leery of paying so much. And, and the reason I'm leery of paying so much is, you know, one, if you start high and you got to go even higher, it's like, okay, that's, you know, it's kind of like when you go to Burger King, or not Burger King, it's a terrible example. Um, you go someplace that's inexpensive, you have a meal and it's like 26 bucks, so you're like 20%, not a problem, right? But then you go to like a fancy place and the meal's like $1,200, okay, because you got a lot of people with you, it's not too, or like even even $300, and you're like 20% is 60 fucking dollars, like, I don't remember getting a blowjob during the service tonight for dinner, so I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to tip like 10%. That's a terrible example, but you know what I mean in my warped, sick, twisted head, right? Um, so yeah, so uh, that and um, the other reason I'm, I'm that, you know, going high and having to go higher, the other reason I'm leery of it is the whole, I have to work because I have to pay salary instead of I have to work because I want to work. Like a big reason I'm considering taking some time off is like, um, like Shawn Michaels, I want to discover my smile again. That's actually not true. Uh, for me, it's like I want to give my brain some time to come up and think of some new, fun, interesting things that we'd like to do. Because I feel like, you know, at times, especially over maybe the last six months, I've done more work stuff than fun stuff because um, I felt like I had to instead I wanted to. So, you know, that's why I'm shooting the podcast again um, and heroin, you know, at the same time tool productivity. I hear it's best when you combine two new habits you want to do at the same time. That way you just habit stack them. Buddy Steve Scott told me that little trick. So, there you go. Um, so yeah, it was just like, okay, I don't want to make it too big to set the expectation too high and also to be like, man, we got a mail to cover this monthly staff salary stuff. Um, and uh, the other thing is like a lot of wanting her to be a jack of all trades at some point. And the thing is, like, just because your employee is a workaholic does not mean that's a good thing. And Paula, I love her, but she was she was and still is, you know, on the computer a ton of, of the time, which was amazing for me because when I had an idea at 2 o'clock in the morning, look who was up. When I had an idea at, you know, 6, 7 p.m. at night, you know, and all of those things, what, um, you know, was awesome for me, but it was terrible for her. Um, so yeah, so that sucked. Uh, and then we went through some, we went through some, we were like, okay, fuck the IM world. We're going outside the IM world. Let's find, find a non IM person. So we do that and they were a complete disaster. They're total flake. So we came running back and screaming, um, right back in the IM world, hired a lady who I can't legally probably say her name. Um, because, uh, yeah. What can I say about this one? Uh, someone I had helped out in a charity situation, so I'd already done my good deed. Uh, maybe a little bit of rescue in there? I don't know. Um, I'd like to think not because they were highly capable and had skills and had a nice resume. And someone I thought I could do both. I could help, but that I wasn't 100% rescuing. Um, but but also someone that's qualified and coincidentally paid them the highest I'd ever paid anyone because I was like we're going to fix the staffing issue so we paid you know the highest we'd ever paid um, within 90 days and less than 90 days they come and demand a $9,000 raise oh by the way a week or two before our biggest launch that we've already paid for them to go out and be a part of and we've spent some serious money on this person uh, and, of course, they didn't make it, right? I was like, no, today's your last day. Sorry we couldn't have any cake. Um, just uh, enjoy that $700 we just wasted 
on you uh, on a plane ticket. Uh, so yeah, so then I'm like, okay, fuck that. Uh, I'm going to go agencies because I'm tired of this. So I hire a uh, overseas agency in the Philippines and I hire one up in Canada. At some point, I'll give the names. One of those two agencies, I'll let you figure out which one it is on your own, is currently suing me for a million dollars. Remind me to tell you that story very, very soon about how, you know, speaking your opinion out into the world can be very, very costly in someone's opinion. Anyway, long story short. So I'm like, all right, I'll hire the Canucks. I'll tell them what I want done. They'll tell the uh, Filipinos what to do. They'll talk. I'll be over here counting my money Donald Duck style. And as a result, of course, none of that happened. Um, because the awesome thing about agencies is they do so much shit for so many people. The bad thing about agencies is they do so much shit for so many people. So it's not like you can go and be like, hey, Heather, I need you to get your shit together. Um, because if you don't, you're out of a job. Therefore, you're no longer eating and making money. It's like, hey, Heather, times 25 people. Hey, I need you guys to improve. And if not, you can tell me to go fuck off because you have a million more clients. And, you know, you guys are just a revolving door of people, basically, uh, on the back. And there's no, not that there's no loyalty, but there's just like no dedication. The, you know. The water's coming over the bank. You know, the agency's not going to save you. So I'm like, all right, I'll hire um, another person. I'll just hire a single person in the agency. We'll do a hybrid method. And that's what we were doing for a while. Uh, this person uh, had a resume. We had had a previous history. We had worked uh, off and on a little bit uh, before. And, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's lasted It lasted a, uh, a little about, about a year. Um still processing it all to be honest with you um i think the biggest thing for me and they can disagree and that's okay when they have their podcast they can they can rebuttal all they want uh, i think the biggest thing for me was when we let go of the agency the one that's suing us for the million dollars right because they messed up a few thousand dollars in online orders allegedly supposedly right that's kind of what the million dollar lawsuit's all about yeah um Against me, by the way, did I mention they sued me? They lost a few thousand dollars orders. We wanted that money back, and then they sued us because we told people everything that happened according to our point of view. I want to be very clear, okay? Our point of view only, based solely on my experiences. Tim Castleman, president of Castleman Consulting, LLC. Go out and hug a lawyer today because I guarantee you there's a few of them listening to it right now. Right now. I feel like that Van Halen song right now. Maybe it wasn't Van Halen. Fuck off. It was before I was alive. Okay. Uh, so um, had an individual and an agency. Then the agency, in my opinion, didn't live up to their end, so we fired them, let them go. So then it was just the individual. And uh, we should have hired – we hired one person. We should have hired multiple people. And we just fell back in the same thing, jack of all trades. Um, and, and the big thing for me was um, personality conflicts like – I'm a connector, and if I don't feel connected to you, um, like that's a problem. Like I, then I'm like, oh, what's going on with the relationship? What's up? Is everything okay? And that's just not a good place to be. And I can say candidly, there were times where I was struggling to get out of bed because I was like, I have to deal with this, and I don't want to deal with this. And it just was a constant butting of the heads. And I don't know. I'm old-fashioned. I'm kind of like, eh, my my name's on the letterhead, and I sign the check, so I kind of feel like. 
what I say should go. Maybe if you think so. Oh, you don't think so? Okay, great. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen, and, and it just didn't work out. Um, and that sucks because they're a great person. They're going to do great things. Um, and being completely honest, they left this place way better than they found it. It's a lot more organized, and it's a lot more... Um, yeah, organized. We've you know got these training manuals and stuff like that. So I'm grateful for uh, their tour of duty. Sorry it was so short, um, but that brings us up to you know today and the future. And I don't know what I'm gonna do. Can I just be honest with you? I have no fucking clue what I'm gonna do. Um, right now, this is this is the thought as of right this second is that uh, I'm gonna be bringing some people that have worked for me in the past back, uh, bringing them back into the fray for a limited time get the new staff kind of established, but I'm going to back way the hell off. See, the summer is a slow time. Uh, it's kind of the other reason I'm laughing that I resurrected this podcast so I can, where people are like, no, I don't want to listen to your podcast. I have a life during the summer. Don't you understand? It's only the winter that I crave for outside noise and affection. Thank you. True story, by the way. Um, so, yeah, so uh, summertime, a little slow in the business. I can afford financially to take some time off if I want to. And it may just be a good idea to do that. So I think I, uh, right now I'm thinking of scaling back from like, you know, five days a week to like two days a week and really one day a week. That's what I'd like to make Mondays uh, all day and then fuck off the rest of the week. Um, so I'm kind of working towards that. That's that's a possible goal of mine. The other option is to just say, fuck that, bust my ass for June and July, and then just take August off. Because August, it's like, don't even, why are you sending me an email? One, I'm melting. And two, you know, like I have no money to spend because I'm spending all of it on air conditioning. Thank you. Please, please leave me alone. So, so hot. Send ice cubes. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, I am leaning towards hiring a few people um, and uh, most likely overseas just because, sadly, what I could pay uh, what they're rightfully worth, one U.S. worker full-time, like a super livable wage where they're like, I'm not going to leave. Uh, I could take that and hire like five people over in the Philippines or there around that will erect a statue in my honor and you know kill a local person every time I come to visit just because of the salary that I pay them. Because, you know, a thousand bucks here is like, oh, thanks for the latte money over there. They're like, you know, he may name my child. And speaking of naming children, let's do the hardest transition ever and uh, talk about Grady Spencer and some music stuff and, and go from there. Oh, uh, before we do that, can we just do an, uh, an about face? So just imagine this. We've just done a U-turn, and as we've done the U-turn, we realize, oh, shit, we actually are supposed to go down one more block before we did the U-turn. Yeah, that's just what happened. Okay, so I, I walked you through the staff stuff. I don't, I didn't really talk about where I think uh, some stuff fucked up. So let me share that. I'm just going to go down the list here, the listicle. One, cheap people. Hiring people because I thought they were cheap. It's like, oh, and, and dealing with the substandard performance um, and or expecting too much for that money. It's like... Um, you know, you pay someone three dollars in the Philippines, that may be a decent wage to them, but it doesn't mean they're robots. It doesn't mean that you know that you can just be like grind, 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 mush, mush. Um, so that was issue number one: just hiring cheap people, not really having expectations, not having real clear guidelines, not having you know. I mean, we have like a, a thing to get the job interview, but not like a job description, or because it's like, well, you're gonna do everything. Like I could just write that on a job description. Your job is everything. 
when it really shouldn't be. Um, so that was mistake number one. Mistake number two, um, hiring people for the wrong reasons. I put here broken people. That's not right. Okay, it's just people going through a tough time. It's like if someone's really depressed, I mean, there's been months and, and maybe some would even say years where it was like, uh, you know, uh, super mopey and depressed. It doesn't mean I was like that before that. And it doesn't mean I'm like that now going forward. But maybe I had a rough patch. You just don't know. So they're not broken people. I apologize for writing that down. Shame on me. I'll uh, really beat up my penis after this podcast uh, feeling terrible about it. No, I really do feel bad about that. Like people just going through a tough time or people that you're like rescue them. You know, if you're not hiring them because they're the best candidate for the job, you're fucking up. Whether that's look, attitude, whatever. I just, yeah, if they're not the best candidate for the job and they don't click, and that's the other thing. Like it doesn't matter if they're the best candidate for the job if you don't click or something's off. Like trust your gut. It's like, eh, yeah, like for me, I want to start off with a project. I want you and me, we're going to work on a project. Then we're going to start some part-time stuff, right? So we're going to go on a blind date. Oh, that worked out. All right, let's see each other a couple times. And then, you know, date number three, number four, be like, hey, you ready to make this serious? You ready to make this serious? You ready to be exclusive? You want to only see each other's naked bodies forever? Like, why are you running? I just meant, do you want to stop having sex with, you know, hookers? That's That's what I'm asking for. So... People need rescue. The other thing is, and, and this is me, I hate training. Like, it's weird. I love teaching. I hate training. I hate, oh, you're asking questions, inconvenience me. But I got to do that stuff. I got to train the trainer, right? You got to train the people. Um, one of the things I recommend that we're doing, uh, we're having PDFs done. Uh, we're shooting videos. We're going to have a whole training area. Like, we're, we're not messing around with that because I'll tell you, it's expensive as shit at the end of the thing to either, one, recreate it, or two, to, to be like I am, where I'm like, you sit here and do practically nothing but document for several weeks for several hundred dollars per week, and thank you when you're done that it didn't cost me more. Okay, so no lack of uh, lack of training or just no training altogether. Uh, the other one is like lack of vision provided um, and expecting them to care. That's that's what I wrote there. You know, for me, it's like you're the leader and you always have to be the leader. And it sucks being the leader sometimes because there there's times like right now where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to hand off the ball to you. You go ahead and run for a little bit. And when you do that, most of the time, at least in my experience, other people may be different because they may be awesomer than I am. Um, but my experience, they don't um, they don't go anywhere with it. They get the deer in the headlight looks because that's why they're an employee and that's why you're the entrepreneur because you're providing the goal and the direction and they're there to help execute. And you guys work together, but you got to par- provide your part. You don't provide your part. They don't have a, an operating plan or a blueprint or whatever analogy you want to use, right, to make it happen. Um, so you always have to have that vision. And you also part of that vision is telling them why you're doing certain things. It's like, why are we building this wall? Well, we're building this wall to protect this city. And if we don't have this wall, then, you know, people can invade, people can hurt us, you know, our crops could be stolen, our livestock could be stolen, our children could be snatched. It's like, just explain to them why it is that they're typing up a PDF report on Friday at 4.30 when they'd much rather be doing anything else besides that. Um, Jack of all trades, talked about that. You know, just trying, when you hire one person, they're going to be good at like three or four things, kind of like you're good at three or four things. Then you got to go find someone else that's good at the other three or four things you need done. It sucks. It's expensive. I got it. You don't always have to hire. Sometimes you can do contract work, but it, it blows. I totally understand that. I really do. But at the end of the day, man, you know, it, it's life. You don't have to like it, right? I don't like that I have to hire a whole new staff again for what feels like the umpteenth time but you know what that doesn't change the fact that I still gotta fucking do it 
and I, hopefully I'm going to do it better than I did last time. And in five years, I'll be looking back and cringing at all the shit I did now. And then five years from that date, I'll be doing the same thing because you're always growing because you never get to the top. You're not DJ Cali. You're going to catch an L, right? You're not one of one like he is. Not one of one like he is. You're going to catch an L. And as a result, you always got to be learning. By the way, if you, if you need a good laugh, I think I said this last week, I'm going to recommend it again. DJ Cali, just type in DJ Cali uh, Hot Wings on YouTube. Watch it. Need some hot wings. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, so no jack of all trades. Find specialist, hire them, contract, part-time, full-time, whatever. Uh, none or very weak feedback. You know, one of the things I'll be doing is kind of having an, an initial expectation meeting and then, okay, 30 days from today, we're going to do a, a review. All right, that's going to be on the calendar. You're going to know about it and I'm going to know about it and do that actual review because they need to know what they're doing right and they need to know what they're doing wrong and you need to have a safe space right it's a safe space you can drop a child off or i can tell you that you're fucking up the tps reports and what the fuck is wrong with you and why don't you understand that stop crying stop crying okay uh, so provide the feedback the other thing uh, I, I would add there that i didn't have before uh, but it's totally true is like praise praise your people i am terrible at this we do 100 things right, the two things, or we got 100 things to do, do 98 right, two wrong. I want to know about two wrong. What the fuck happened with those? Instead of being like, hey, we got a 98% success rate, right? A 98% success rate. That's amazing. That's great. So, got to provide praise. Need to do a much better job of that. Had had a lot of, it's, it's funny, um, because uh, when I was in Mexico, staffing was actually a big thing. Me and my buddy who's a top HR guy in the uh, human resources field. That's why it's called HR, dumbasses. Hello, Tim. They got it. Okay, get off it. Um, we were talking a lot about, like, compensation. And, you know, I had a lot of stuff planned when I came back for the person that was working uh, for me and uh, to hire new people. And we just uh, accelerated the timeline. And, you know, the person leaving, unfortunately, uh, missed out on a lot of the benefits we were going to be talking about. But them, the breaks as they say. So not only provide feedback, um, have it scheduled if you can, but also provide praise. You've got to be beating uh, or building your people up, not beating them down. And I'm guilty of beating them down. One, I don't know any better. Uh, two, military, you know, like that's just kind of like, in military, we just didn't really have, there was no no. Like if it was unlawful or illegal, then yeah, we could we could say that. But other than that, it was like, yes, sir, you know, my job was to work in a building all day, but if my boss came and was like, I got a shovel, there's a hole, I want you to start digging, I'll tell you when to stop. You know, eventually, like a month into it, somebody would be like, Sergeant, what are you doing to that airman, and why is he crying? Like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it just, so, it's just, it's weird. And the other thing is, and this is just me, and probably not realistic, it's, I'm just like, hey, I, I pay you to do a job, like, I just want you to do your job, and that job's ever-changing, and, like, yeah, uh, I'm not wasting your time ever because I'm, I'm paying for your time, so it's not like I'm taking free time away from you, so, yeah, there you go, but at the same, you got to build them up. you got to treat them great. you got to treat them, you know, I mean, like, you spend more time with your staff than you probably do your own family, so to not treat them well, to not praise them, and to not... Um, acknowledge them book to help by the way five love languages great book great book great book five love languages awesome book um it'll help you understand your some of your staff members how they feel 
uh, loved and appreciated. For instance, Paula, words of affirmation. So, you know, she likes cash. That's cool. But, you know, if I tell her, hey, Paula, you did a great job, like that, that makes her whole day. Whereas, like, you know, some people are like, hey, you know, if I do a good job, like, send me a pair of headphones, boss, because you seem to have 500 of them. You jackass. Um, yeah, so that's that. Um, the other thing is, like, cool boss versus feedback loop. And that's the thing, like, when you have to have those hard, difficult conversations, I don't like those. I want to be the cool boss. One, I don't want to be a boss at all. Again, I'm like, hey, you're an adult. You should manage yourself. I give human beings too much credit sometimes. And sometimes, candidly, I don't give them enough uh, credit. Um, but, yeah, cool boss versus, like, hey, that's not okay. And, like, stopping the problem when it happens. Don't be like, well, you know, you only beat that child about the head and face one time. It's probably not going to be a forever thing. Um, just stopping it and be like, hey, that's that's not okay. You can't punch children in the face. They fall and flail to the ground. For one thing, it's two. two it's terrible. Stop doing that. Um, okay. And uh, then the last one, uh, lack of advancement and flexibility. Well, when you're one of one and you're not DJ Cali, you know, in my company, like there's nowhere you can advance. So it's got advancement's got to come other places. Time off, um, money, you know, uh, hours, different things like that. So not uh, not having advancement opportunities and clear advancement opportunities. I remember, I think it was Brian Tracy. Uh, I think it was Brian Tracy, or maybe it was Zig Ziglar, one of the two, basically said, like, when they sit down, they give an employee a raise, they go, okay, Bob, uh, we're going to raise you up to 1350 today. Congratulations, appreciate our hard work. Now, Bob, here's the deal. We want to give you more money. We'd like to get you to $15 an hour. Here's what we need for you to do to accomplish that. When that's done, you bring it to me. You let me know that those things are done. You bring it to me. You take the role on this. And then we'll get you bumped up. You know, we'll we'll make sure that everything uh, checks on our thing, our side, and then we'll bump you up to 15 bucks. As I said that, I'm like, that's fucking genius, Tim. You should do that. I do not do that, but you should do that. I'm going to do it. In fact, I will do that, and I'll let you guys know how that goes. Okay, committing to doing that. Uh, the other thing is flexibility. Um, it's weird, you know, being a lifestyle entrepreneur with private jets and villas everywhere that are totally rented and complete bullshit. Right. I want my staff to be pretty rigid. Like I want to be able to, since they're not local, I want to be able to reach out to them on the phone. Uh, not even on the phone. I don't want to talk to you. No one's dead, right? I want to be able to text you. I want you to be able to call you. I want you, but I, I kind of want you in in house, and I want you working or the perception of working, you know, by being um, at the desk. And I hate that because as an employee, I hated that. So I know how much it sucks. Um, but that's kind of what I want. And for years. Uh, when stuff like this has come up, one of the things I've always joked about is like, oh, well, I was a shitty employee, so, you know, this is just karma. And it's like, I'm just publicly declaring, like, I've had enough of karma, right? Like, and that's no longer an excuse because, yeah, I may have not been the best employee, but that doesn't mean that I, I have to pay for those sins repetitively, repetitively, repeatedly, whatever, whatever the English word is, you fancy pants, politicians, you northerners. Anyway, um... Yes. So that's no longer an excuse. So if they're just a shitty employee, they're just a shitty employee. It, does ha it has nothing to do with my past thing with that. So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, you still with me? Still not depressed? You haven't turned this podcast off yet? Let's, uh, let's end on a high note. Literative, uh, literally and figuratively. And talk about how I was able to hang out with Uncle Lucius and the great Grady Spencer in 24 hours.
by the way, for any law enforcement uh, or fam family listening to this, that's a, it's a hookah. Just has uh, peach flavored tobacco in it. Nothing to worry about. I promise. All right. Um, Grady Spencer, Uncle Lucius. Yes. The great and talented Uncle Lucius came back to Lubbock, Texas. Excuse me one second. Had to cough. Didn't want to do that in your ear. Uncle Lucius rolled back into town. It was awesome. It was great to hang with them. Um, they did a show at the office. Uh, probably my 14th time seeing Kevin. It's amazing. He knows who I am because of the podcast, so I'm grateful for that. My friend Chase, who has seen him as many, if not more times than me, um, still does not have any clue who the guy is. I don't feel bad because the guy's doing a million shows a year. Like, probably barely remembers half his lyrics, let alone, you know, hey, remember that one time we got really drunk? You know, the the one out of 364 times a year that's happened to you and the one time it happened to me. So, anyway, life happens, right? Great guys, amazing musicians. Guys that when you see live, you're like, how are you not bigger? Like, what what's going on with you? Why aren't you on CMT or... Anything like that? Like why? Yeah, why? Why don't? Why are you? Why are you playing here? Like great to have you. Love having you. Love having you. But what are you doing here? Should be way bigger. And uh, yeah, they were great. They were awesome. Then got uh, got to do something really awesome. Uh, something I honestly never thought I'd be able to do. Um, and I didn't even do it, which is I guess awesome. I got to experience the joy without the the uh, work of it. Uh, great Spencer came to town, uh, played a friend of mine's, uh, his fiance's um, birthday party. So we booked him privately, uh, which was amazing. And if you get the chance to do that, I highly recommend it uh, because it was pretty much a private show for myself, my wife, uh, a few friends. And uh, he got up there and rocked the house for close to two hours. Played a lot of his songs, played some great covers. Just a great guy. Like, just a salt-of-the-earth dude that... Um, I'm honored to have, you know, invited out and get to know. Every time we get to hang with that guy, I'm like, we should be best friends. We should definitely have matching tattoos at this point because you seem cool and, well, I know I'm cool. So why, why are you walking away? I don't understand. Is this rag smell like chloroform? What's going on here? Why is it so dark? Um, so th that all led me to the idea uh, that I'm going to be working on a little special project. Um, it's uh, going to be a birthday bash. Basically going to do it here in Lubbock, I believe. And going to try and get uh, four or five amazing artists to come play on or around my birthday. It's actually going to be around. can't be on because uh, I'll be in Vegas at the time of my birthday. I know. Oops, excuse me. Let me pick that up. Humble brag. Right up. Pick that up right off the floor. Put that right up there for you, baby. Um, going to be doing that see if I can't get some of these awesome musicians there. Talked a lot of business with Grady. It was cool to be able to do that and he didn't seem too annoyed, you know. He's probably like, Jesus, this guy asked me another stupid fucking, how much you make off a CD question? I'm going to I'm gonna take my two remaining guitar picks and I'm going to form a shiv and I'm just going to right inside of the neck. That's that's what I think is going to happen. So that was awesome. Um, been playing uh, some What's the game on Xbox? Oh, Rocket League. It's a great game. Don't it, it? You're a car. You hit a ball into a net. It, I'm a grown man child. Get off me, okay? I've lost ridiculous hours of my life. In fact, as I'm recording this late at night, Sunday night, I'm I'm literally waiting for a text from my friend to be like, Rocket League? Question mark? And be like, Oh, looks like Timmy C is not going to bed till 4 a.m. again because of this fucking game. 
that's amazing. So yeah, so that's happening. Um, let's see here. Any good books that I've read lately? Uh, no. Uh, I'm sure there haven't. I just haven't um, remembered them. Let me give you a, an album recommendation, though, while we're here, hanging out. The artist name, Red Shahan. R-E-D. You got that right? Okay. Shahan. S-H-A-H-A-N. In his album, Men and Coyotes. Now, when you look at the album cover, you'll see him with his big shit-eating hat. I don't know. I think it's shit-eating grin tin. Uh, whatever. And, and, you know, some type of fancy car behind him. You're going to think, oh, shit, this country album. It's not a country album, ladies and gentlemen. There are a few country songs on there. But by and large, I would say it's not a country album. I, it, what it is, is it is an amazing album that I would highly recommend that you check out. Uh, while you're doing that, and you're at the old Spotify's, may I also recommend that you pick up the newest one by my good friend, Grady Spencer, who has not paid me or asked me to endorse this. I'm just doing it free of charge because I love the man and I love the music, uh, is The Line Between. The Line Between. It's Grady Spencer and the work. Uh, just great songs, like mature music. Love me some mature music, like a guy who's not talking about like I'm gonna ask her out on a date. You know, it's more like I got I'm divorced, I got six kids, no money. What am I doing? Not not that drastic, but get the point. It's great, great. Those two albums right there, they'll rock your eardrums for a little while. Um, yeah, that's it. Speaking of eardrums, I'll, I'll make one last recommendation. Well, I haven't had these enough to recommend them. Um, trying these out. Uh, there, it's from a company called Me Audio. M E E Audio. And they're called the M6 Pros. They're in-ear monitors. They're supposed to be really fancy and really good. They were like 60 bucks, which for your headphone people are like, oh my God, my $10 um, skull candy ones rock. Yeah, put those pieces of shit away, although they are awesome for what they do. Go get yourself a pair of nice headphones. Thank you, boy, Timmy C., when you're done. I promise you, your world will change when you put some nice uh, earbuds in your ear. So with that, uh, I'm going to wrap up this extended edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. Uh, give me some feedback, folks. I really want to know, do you like the business shit or do you just want me to talk about my crazy adventures and how I'm slowly trying to kill myself by requesting specifically at the birthday party a corner piece with extra frosting? Who does that? A guy who doesn't want to be able to feel or see his toes by the time he's 40. That's who. That's who. All right, folks, I'm out of here. Until next time, be good to each other and yourself. Who the fuck says that? I was like, as I was saying that, I was like, you're stealing someone. I, I don't know. Whatever. Go do whatever you want. Just make sure you're back here for the next time I record one of these fucking things. Talk to you soon.